Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, with a dash of garden, chatting about current interests, and life in my northern town. You can find show notes at mycreativecorner3.com. You can also find all of my social media, how to purchase a virtual cup of coffee, and all events on the website. Please feel free to stop by and leave a comment. I really appreciate everyone who listens. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, everybody. Today is January 30th, and I thought we'd open the podcast with today's sponsor. Cotton Cuts provides premium fabric products through their many subscription boxes. Their anticipated puzzle mystery quilt launches this February, and they want everyone to join in the fun. With 10 months of clues and pre-cut fabric that comes to your door in one of 14 beautiful colorways to choose from, you will have a fun surprise coming to your door every month. Head to CottonCuts.com to join thousands of detectives ready to solve the 2022 Spring Puzzle Mystery Quilt. So I am looking forward to February or Fresh Start February because it always feels nice to have a fresh start. January has been the month of 3,000 days, I swear. It feels like it's been the longest January of Januaries. And I am ready for a little bit more sun, a little bit more, it won't be warm, and it probably will continue to snow during February, but something spring is coming kind of a thought instead of the winter is coming. It has been one of those long Januaries, but there's been so much going on over the last few weeks that I am super excited to talk about them. I have not been doing the high productivity. I thought 2022 would be the year. I'm going to recap here for my New Year's resolution. 2022 is going to be the year of me being not as productive and goal-oriented as I usually am. I have a few customers that I'll do quilts for, haven't been taking in as many, um, and I enjoy having a little bit more free time and not feeling like I have to constantly be doing something. And that's been very, very nice to just relax and I've been focusing more on being present and enjoying everything that I'm doing in a meditative, creative way. But sometimes that means it feels like over the last few weeks that I feel like I'm not doing anything. But I am. But it's just this internal thing. Maybe it's ADHD. Maybe it's just the whole... um, being fearful that you're going to be not productive and get the most, quote unquote, out of every day. Who knows? I have lots of uh, theories on where a lot of this comes from. But 
I have been doing quite a bit and we'll talk about it. But I've also had times where I just, you know, January, there's football. I love the playoffs and I've enjoyed just watching the game. Sometimes I'll crochet and then if I start having shoulder or finger pain, then I'll stop. I've also enjoyed just taking my time doing things in a slow fashion and I've been doing a lot of research. So first things first. We have had a fair amount of snow. So my frustration today is I don't know what background noise you're going to hear. Is it going to be snow plows? Is it going to be snowmobiles? Is it going to be the washing machine kicking on? Is it going to be the church bell chiming hourly, which is kind of a new thing over the last year? Um, so there's lots of different noise. And I thought, you know what? It doesn't matter. You know that I'm not sitting in a professional studio. I'm sitting on a card table in my craft room. This is not where I sew. That's on the dining room table. But in this craft room is where all my fabric and all of my things are. And so, you know, forgive me if there's background noise. And because this is my house. This is my life. And I'm not apologizing for it. I just laugh because I get too hung up on these little things, even when I'm doing a video for YouTube, which I'm hoping to have one of those out in the next week. So a big thing happened over this last week is that there is a class that I'm going to teach in the spring at a quilt guild. But due to the distance and due to lots of things, we're going to do it as a Zoom class, which seems to be really popular with their guild. And I'm so excited because I think doing Zoom classes is perfect. It's perfect for me. It's the way I like to learn. And I'm super, super excited about doing. I've done Zoom before. I've done lots of Zoom things. I do a lot of things at work related to virtual presentations. So it's not going to be difficult. However, I have a big project between now and April, which is all of my quilt photographs are not what I would say are current. They were with older cameras. Some of my quilts are old that I'm talking about and sharing about. And there are just certain things that I want to improve. So my husband and I have been brainstorming and I'm like, well, duh, we've got this huge squat rack in the garage gym. It's got great lighting with a window right by it. We have LED lighting out there. I have all kinds of ring lights and different lights. My project will be probably starting in February or so on bright sunny days. I'm going to start taking quilts out to the garage, um, steam them out, hang them up, and then get all kinds of photos. I'm just like, duh, we have all the things we need. I was like racking my brain going, what kind of a rig would we need to hang it up with? And da, da. my husband goes, easy. We've got the rack. We'll get a bar the thread through it that you can hang your quilts on. It's going to be fantastic. So I'm super excited. And then I'm also super excited about the workshop, which is going to be Jumpstart Your Creativity. And I have have it all worked up, all planned out. I've done um, quite a few classes talking about these topics, so it'll be great. But I'm just super excited about doing it on Zoom. So if that's something you're interested in or your quilt guild is interested in, let me know. Because I'm trying to figure out if I want to do this like more 
or how do you book them and just exploring lots of ideas about it. I'm also thinking about doing some Facebook lives with free content, but I'm also thinking about doing some things on Zoom with paid content over the next couple years, um, classes and things like that, that may be outside the scope of a guild. Because if you're like me, I've never joined a guild except for maybe once. And I was a member of the MQG for a while, but it just didn't work for me. And their vision doesn't kind of jive with my vision. And I just am a person I feel like I don't fit in those kinds of groups because I am kind of a free spirit, believe it or not. <laughs> so anyway, Zoom classes, I'm super, super excited about doing them. So what kinds of things have I been sewing recently? Well, um, not much. I finished up the scrap blocks. I did 14 of them. I put 12 together and I'm going to sew those up. It's the X plus and I, I think I'm going to stop doing that. 12 blocks is a nice size wall hanging. It'll be great for the table. It'll be great for classes. It'll be great. I don't know, even for a baby quilt, but I digress. I finished that and I decided that I need to really start long arming more quilts. So where I'm at with quilting is that I've been long arming the second kinship sampler quilt and it's coming right along, about halfway done with it. And maybe that's a little generous. I'm, I'm getting there. And you just, you work on it when, when you can. Um, I've been having some dizziness problems and vertigo off and on. Um, all right, I'll just say it. They quit making my nose spray, my steroidal nose spray that I've used for 15 years. And I've had to switch to another one, which has not been the smoothest of transitions. <laughs> so I'm being careful on using um, sharp objects and machines. So I feel like that's the other part of to this whole, you just got to relax about the quote productivity. You know, when I feel like it and I feel up to it and I feel safe, I, I do my quilting. And right now I'm just doing the Zen swirls on that. And I think I'm just going to keep plugging away at the pile of my quilts. I have a couple quilts coming in the future, um, but we haven't been able to line up between the weather and people being sick to uh, do a drop off. So I've been long arming a little bit. Once I get those quilts long armed, I have to start binding. They haven't made any progress on that either, but that's okay. Um, I've got lots of time. This is the TV desert, I call it. The time of year where there's not a whole lot on. Um, so let's go to what have I decided to start piecing? Well, you know, the elephant in the room here is the big whip or UFO that's hanging out there is my dear Jane. I did a deep dive over this last week looking for help. I got stuck on the circle blocks in the third row. And I did a few of those blocks and I was so frustrated because they came out the wrong size. So I'm getting my old Dear Jane book and I made it through C, so I think I'm on C3, which is the third block in the third row. And these circular blocks, there's a ton of them in this and you know, 
Dear Jane, for those who don't know, was hand-stitched by Jane Stickle in the 1860s, right around the Civil War time. Well, I'm not going to be hand-piecing mine. My hand-sewing is absolutely horrible, and my knuckles don't allow it anyway. But these circular blocks have me super stumped to the point where when I put this quilt up, I don't know, nine months ago, I put it in timeout because I was really, really frustrated. And over this time, this internal dialogue that I had is none of the quilt blocks were the right size. They're supposed to be five inches when you're done, four and a half inch finished. And I got it in my head that they were all the wrong size, that I was printing them off and they weren't coming out right. I was using regular copy paper, thinking um, paper piecing paper might help with accuracy. And I just had all of this, it's above my skill set, all of this negative talk about this Dear Jane. I knew that I should have never started it because it's so hard. It's so hard. It really is hard. I'm not going to lie about it. And it's not something you can sit down and power through and get done in a 30, 60, 90 day or even a one year goal. This is going to be a very long term project. I'm also going to have to add fabric, which I knew I was going to have to do. And so I'll start shopping this stash and finding colors that go with the colors that I have. It's a sampler. And I had all of this angst about it. And I thought all of the blocks were the wrong size. I'm going to have to start all over again. Blah, 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 blah. Negative, negative, negative. I was so frustrated. So I found several things online in video tutorials and I watched several of them and I thought, you know what, I'm going to go back out and look on blogs and I found the perfect blog. Oh my gosh, it's this person's tutorials are phenomenal. Let me get the name of the blog 100%. It's hobbystash.com and this person is so generous. She has been working on her Dear Jane now for uh, since 2019. And each block she does, she's making two. And as she makes them, she's doing um, tutorials in, on a blog of what she's found to be the way to piece these blocks. See, the thing about Dear Jane is if you get some of the original books that Brenda... Papadakis, Papadakis wrote, they're just photos of the quilt with line drawings where the seams were. There's no direction in how to put them together. And you know how some days you look at something and go, oh yeah, that's no problem. The other days it's like, no way. So what I did was bought the Dear Jane add-on with electric quilter and it gives you the dimensions of of if you're going to foundation paper piece it or if you're going to rotary cut it or if you want to hand piece it the templates are there but that doesn't tell me how how do you go about doing it what are the best ways and I am so thrilled because this person um, I believe her name is Linda did an amazing job on the blocks I got stuck on and they were pieced in a very, very different way of what I thought I would do. It's so, so cool. So um, 
hobbystash.com. If you want to do Dear Jane, check it out. Um, I want to look here. She puts the hand piecing templates and she does everything in um, uh, Apple iMac. So th that's the other frustrating is Electric Quilter is only for Windows users. And, you know, sometimes you don't use those kind of products. So I'm going to the row C. I'm looking on her website here on my phone. And let's look at this block here, C3, where I left off. It's actually a pretty easy block. It's all squares. But I'm looking at her tutorial. She gives you quantities, how to cut it out, how to put it together. If you want to print the hand piecing templates, they're there. Um, so really, if you want to have, you know, paper piecing, I'm not 100% sure that you're going to find that on her website, but I think some of them say that I paper pieced this block. And she may include that in some of them. I haven't. PDF pattern. Yeah, she includes the PDF pattern with things. So you could paper piece it. Yes, she shows the She has done a free um, paper piecing on this. So you could do this whole quilt without purchasing <clears throat> all the things that I purchased. You wouldn't even need to buy a book because the Dear Jane book that I have is out of print and it's highly sought after. Probably should sell it to make up some money in my uh, retirement account that's lost. <laughs> but the bottom line is this, you can do it for free. And if you have a big stash, this would be perfect. Um, if you want to join me in the roller coaster ride of emotions, that is definitely definitely going to be part of it and you need someone to commiserate um yes uh, i've also joined some dear jane facebook groups online which is extremely helpful to keep inspired all that to say <clears throat> i've been mentally preparing myself to start so i'll probably um, get cracking on the two blocks that are too small go through my books to see exactly which um books in my EQ program on which blocks I have made and keep moving forward and onward is <laughs> just gonna keep going and not get frustrated to know that this is not something you can do. May I emphasize enough a block a day it, it can be too frustrating maybe a block a week and there's a lot of tiny tiny little pieces in this. So to counterbalance that I've been playing with um scraps in the stash and I found a nice collection and I thought there has been the pixel quilt going around by Sushi Farm on Instagram but what I don't like about it is it makes kind of like an X kind of like um, a triple Irish chain but I want to make a triple Irish chain so her pixel quilt I've done similar things with the scrap vomit quilt that um, I made several years ago with all kinds of scraps. So what I'm doing is a triple Irish chain. I finally decided just do what you want. And I like that look altogether. The unit blocks of two and a half inches is great. And I think it's um, on hers. I think it's a uh, six or seven across. Well, anyway, 
the Irish chain I'm doing is two and a half inch blocks in a seven, seven by seven setting. And then you do an alternate block, which gives some breathing space from all those seams. So you get your classic Irish chain X. And I have sorted through the fabrics. I added more fabrics. I took some out. I'm feeling more confident about making a scrap quilt. And I started cutting a few two and a half inch squares of every fabric. Because when you do a scrap quilt like this, you do have to cut ahead a little bit. But I'm not cutting all the fabric. Because I don't know. I might have too much. And then I'm just going to keep putting these blocks together um, but this week has been all about ironing pressing steam on my iron broke we'll talk about that in a minute and cutting two and a half inch strips and then the strips to two and a half inch squares done that a couple of days and that was plenty of work <laughs> and I felt ready to sit down and I'm getting excited about potentially sewing some of these things together. I have a few more strips from the collection to cut into two and a half inch squares before I start sewing. And I keep restraining myself to follow the process of cutting out all of the fabrics first. So you don't have a cluster of all of the same fabrics in one spot. And you want it to be equally distributed throughout the quilt. Kind of like um, Everybody Loves Raymond. One of my favorite lines is the brother um, to <laughs> told his mother he wanted macaroni and cheese and um, from the box. He didn't cook those things. And she was accommodating him. And he said, and make sure the cheese is equally distributed throughout all of the dish. And I kind of think of that when I'm like, I want these blocks evenly and equally distributed throughout the entire quilt. So that has been what I've been working on in the quilting department. So the iron, yep, it has not been steaming well. So I figured I've had this iron for quite some time. It's a beautiful Rowenta Pro tip where the end of it's real sharp or precision tip. Uh, I don't know. It got hot, but it wasn't getting quite as hot as it should. And then it wasn't steaming. And these quilts um, that I've been working on with on the stash, you know, they have deep, hard... <laughs> and set um, lines in them where the, you know, they just don't want to come out. So I've been starching and I think the starch plugged the holes on the iron. So I went to Halo Inspiration and I watched her video on how she was cleaning her iron and I went and got some white vinegar and mixed it with water and it took me two or three days of turning it on and trying to get it to warm up and not auto shut off and just steam and steam and steam into an old towel and stand it up and put more water in it and steam and steam and steam. It was days. It was probably several hours worth of steaming and pressing and moving it to keep it from shutting off. And a lot of the yuckies came out of the 
the steam holes and then it was just filled with a lot of starch so I had to clean it off so there's one thing about starching that just might mean you have to clean your iron more but I still like using it better than some alternatives because the starch doesn't flare up my asthmatic response to the smell so overall, um, that was a huge project that cut into a lot of my quilting time this week, is getting that iron to work. And then what I realized, if you turn it all the way up to high, it wasn't getting as hot as it should. So I backed it off a couple of clicks and it got hot again. So I'm like, isn't that weird? So the dial must be getting worn out too. I mean, I use an iron every day. So... Irons, you got to have some maintenance on them. You got to clean them out once in a while. I'm follow the directions on using tap water because that's what the directions said. Don't use distilled water in it. And I just needed to clean it out. It's working great. Fingers crossed that it's still got several years of life because I really like this iron. I'm kind of attached to it. I don't want to buy a new one. <laughs> so that's been an experience for the week. What other creative things have I been doing? Well, not a whole lot. I have not been doing my Zentangle the Day um, book. And um, I did one or two Zentangles over the last couple of weeks. And that's okay. You just, you really have to be in a mind space for it. And when I'm not feeling my balance is good, I'm not really satisfied with the drawings because they're wobbly. And that's okay. They'll, they'll be there for another day. And I have been not knitting on my shawl. I am not embarrassed to say that I put it up. It's a very fine finger weight thread and I have heavy straight needles and I should have gotten some, what are they called? A needle, uh, oh, the round needles. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, should have gotten those and knitted on that type of a needle, but I didn't. I was being cheap. And now I, my hands are sore because it's so cold and that's not working. So I'm just going to wait a little bit and then try it again. So what I've been doing instead is I'm plugging away at the crochet granny square cardigan that I'm working on. So I had enough of the pink centers to do all of the squares and half squares for the pattern, which was free on Pinterest. I'm just looking at a layout of how to do it and I'm making them really large with chunky yarn because I am a chunky person I need a bigger sweater and I have enough yarn for <laughs> the blue gray for the outside on the pink and then I'm realizing I don't have enough for the second half of those um, I was going to do a red on it but my red is not chunky enough or a burgundy actually so I'm going to go look for another yarn. Um, probably need three skeins of chunkier weight yarn. I would like it to be maybe burgundy or a tweed of some sort because the rest of them are all tweeds. Um, acrylic. I'm making an acrylic sweater. And then I'm going to buy enough of it also to crochet the yoke and the button placket and around the finishing of all of the crochet. So I'm I probably need two colors or one color with a lot of yarn or something that I don't have to order that I can source locally and go buy a skein or two if I need it. 
So I'm going to go look at the Meyer store today when we go grocery shopping. They carry Bernat yarn. I'm going to see what they have for Chunky because I wasn't real happy with the big box store um, Hobby Lobby or what Walmart had for yarn. And I just don't want to order it because I thought I would be able to go back to Michael's and order the stuff that I ordered and I'm working on. Uh, no, they're all out of stock. So bummer. But it's still a design opportunity. See, this is the Zentangle attitude. Rather than getting upset by it, going, oh, I should have ordered more yarn. I'm going to throw these all out. See, this is where my attitude has been in January. And throw them into a bin for another project and start all over. I'm like, this is a design opportunity. So the burgundy I had isn't thick enough. And if it was double-stranded, it might work. But it just doesn't fit in. I'm going to go look for more. This is an opportunity to add more color. It could add more zip and zip and zest and zing, all the Z words. But the bottom line is it's okay. It's a design opportunity, not a failure. Just this is how I operate. This is how my process is. And I'm like, there's plenty of yarn out there to find the right one to go with this project. And then I'm going to... Um, probably continue to do crochet because it doesn't hurt my hands as much. I really do like making granny squares. And um, I also have that Jane shawl um, that I really like that stitch. Um, there's other granny square like things out there that are fun because you make squares. You can do them in the night. You can Then you feel like you've accomplished something. I like something you can start and finish and have some instant gratification. Maybe that's why Dear Jane had to go and time out because there's nothing instant gratifying about that. Um, and my sister, she's been doing knitting machine things. We're both dreaming about gardens and seed catalogs and the things we want to get. But it's we are literally knee deep in snow outside. We're still, I think, behind the seasonal average. And it is just way too early to start thinking about planting seeds because we can't put them in the ground until about June 1st anyway um, because it's just too cold and we don't have enough sun. We're also, my husband and I are kind of talking about some different improvements and things we want to do to the yard and garden. It's just going to be moving things around. We're not purchasing things or doing big um, renovations or anything like that. Just little things, moving things around. I've got a lot more sun on what used to be called the dark side of the house um, because the dead trees are all gone and I'm going to move some of my perennials in the gaps over there. I have a lot of sedum and daylilies on that side and it's um, it'll be fun to add a few things and tons of lily of the valley. And I have a scraggly little lilac bush and a little tiny quince over there that I think are really going to take off. They've been here. My dad planted those um, in the late 90s, but there's so much shade, they just didn't thrive. And I think they will now. So I'm excited about gardening. I've been watching shows. So let's talk about the shows we have been watching. I've been watching um, the Hampton Court flower show on BBC Britbox. That's what it is. It's Britbox. It is a BBC show. And I'll have to say it's been very, very inspiring because of the color of the flowers and the 
gardens, they, they really are inspiring and got me thinking. Some of them are really um, talking about how we can garden with climate change and conserving water and um, being more modern in our thinking about how we're gardening, putting the right plant in the right place. And um, I really enjoyed that. So it's a great show if you have BritBox. Check it out. It was, I think, from last year. They did have a garden show, a flower show. And I love looking at the award, gold medal winning gardens. And then the best in the whole show was amazing. The other thing I've been watching is um, we've been watching uh, on YouTube. It's called Food Inspirations. And they show you how they make high-end foods from all around the world, but especially this week um, has been the protected by some agreement about cheeses. So like if you wanted um, Parmigiano, Reg Parmigiano Reggiano, it has to be made in that part of Italy and to be labeled that type of a cheese and it's protected because everything about the way they make it and the flavor is very specific to that area. So we, we traveled all around um, that part of the world. We went to Italy and France and England and all these videos on how they make these specialty cheeses that are like a heritage cheese with heritage um, milk and cows that are breeds that I've never seen before. Some The one we watched yesterday, I can't remember, a Stilton cheese. It was bathed in this pear cider from these special pear trees that grow around the area. So it's just, you know, lots of fun. And I think it's great as a creative person to watch how different creative people make things, including food. Now, another YouTube channel I totally love because it's by Chef John called Food Wishes. And he makes food that is absolutely gorgeous and recipes that are doable. I mean, really doable. He did um, an apple turnover. He did um, other pot pies and chicken and lasagna and all these things and all the tips and tricks on how he would make it. And I'm like, oh, I can do that. Why do I have such a mental block about cooking? Well, part of it is it's thinking of what you want, gathering all the supplies and finding a recipe, right? I mean, there's a lot of planning into meals that people don't always understand who don't do lots of cooking. Now, my husband does, so he knows. But I've really enjoyed watching Food Wishes because the food is beautiful. I'm thinking, oh, can this guy come and cook a special meal for my husband and I on a date? That would be phenomenal. But no, he can't. And he gave us the recipe and how-to tutorial. <laughs> so Food Wishes, lots and lots of fun. Now, we've we've branched out and we've tried another um couple shows and I'll have to say I'm really enjoying the book of Boba Fett on the Disney channel. Um, it's taken an interesting turn throughout the series and that's that's why we watch it right. Um, we watched the whole uh, season uh, one of Bad Batch which is an anime um, cartoon about the Clone Wars. Um, it's adult it's not for children 
And I'll have to say that that was great. And we're waiting for season two on that particular series. And then we, out of a desperation for the TV desert, we also have been watching The Wheel of Time. Now, I've watched two of those shows. It's interesting. Um, if it's got violence, it's got witchcraft, it's got magic. Um, the, there's just, yeah, I'm not 100% sold on it. But um, if you don't mind some of those things, because some of these new shows um, are real violent. And I do, I'm very sensitive to that. Now, I've, I've talked about that before. But so far... Um, it's interesting, and I'll watch it again for the third episode. Um, so if if you guys know that if you've watched this whole series, if it gets too gory or nasty, just put a comment on the show notes that um, you might want to be careful watching episode 5 or 10 or whatever because it kind of has, you know, you might want to prepare yourself. Don't have dinner while you're watching the show. I know we're, we sit and eat dinner while we're watching our shows. It's terrible. Uh, my other favorite YouTubers I'm still watching is uh, the Goon Squad repairing cars and V-Tuned. Um, he, he's building a 1965 Mustang that was wrecked. It was a full resto mod and so he's replacing the wrecked part and he's upgrading it i love 1965 mustangs and if i were ever going to own a, a vintage car classic car it would be a 1965 mustang red with air conditioning i know that would be probably a modern attachment and maybe upgrade the suspension because I know old cars sometimes ride like lumber wagons. So as my grandma used to say, so I would like that. And we just have, have our folks. I like watching some farming shows. I also am watching, um, Tom Pemberton farm life. He is a British dairy farmer. I find that show fascinating and um, I also watched The Crystal Collector. He is a rock hound in the United States and shows different sites that you can travel all over the United States and you can dig crystals and rocks. You can do it with him or he gives you information on where you can go. I would love to do this. So he recently went to Arkansas. I'm sure. Yeah, Arkansas. And he was digging turquoise. I was like, what? I thought that was just out in the Southwest. I don't know. I don't know these things, but you know, you assume that it is a Southwestern um, mineral, rock, crystal, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I really was fascinated. I would like to do a few um, trips in my life where we incorporate some of these things on a trip, like maybe stopping for an afternoon and doing some rock hounding or fossil hunting, because you know how much I absolutely love that stuff. So if you like that stuff too, you can check them out. They're, those types of um, YouTube channels and shows I've really enjoyed over the month of January, because it has been the most January of Januaries. But looking into February, I got my new Silk and Sonder. And so what's great about Silk and Sonder is it's $20 a month. So it's kind of expensive, but you get a new journal every month. There's like a daily ritual, she calls it, where it's a morning meditation where she gives you things to ponder about in a like a mini podcast that you can get through their app if you are a member. 
And then they do monthly setups and other online classes that you can take about how to get the most out of your journal and spark ideas, but also forces you to carve out some time during the class to work on your journal. So I did the February setup and I normally struggle with the habit tracking and um, some of the other pages that are usually like the, the old friends that I see every month. And I really had some good ideas of trying to do the habit tracking with the theme of a adoration in February. And I thought, I need this class because adoration is not something that I would necessarily connect with on incorporating it more in my life. And I feel like I have by taking the class because adoration is about deep love and respect. So you can have adoration for nature. You can have adoration in your spiritual life. You can have adoration even with your friends and family, but you can also have some adoration for yourself and how to incorporate that. And I thought, you know, that kind of fits in perfectly because January, as you've heard, this whole podcast has been about the things that have stumped me. And some of it is lack of confidence or lack of experience, like Dear Jane. Um, the other thing that I ran out of confidence for is I went to Hobby Lobby and bought some basswood for my deep cut knife blade. I almost said it all wrong. It's a knife blade. And the basswood is like 330 seconds, I think, of uh, inch thick. And I had all the pattern ready to go until I realized there were parts of this that I, they use different materials. And then I just chickened out. I got so afraid that I was going to wreck this $8 piece of basswood and a mat and the blade. And I just didn't have the confidence to do it because I've never done it before. So I'm going to try something simpler, like make a box and practice all of the skills before I jump into trying to make miniatures. When I was younger, the, the one thing about youth is that you don't know enough that failure is an option, right? <laughs> you just do it and you're like, whatever. Where now I'm like, oh, I might wreck this piece of wood. It's $8. The blade was 25 and the mat is 15. It would be an expensive thing to ruin. You know how many things I've ruined in my life that are worth way more money than that? The bottom line is I chickened out on cutting the basswood. I got frustrated with Dear Jane. I got frustrated with the computer programs I have to work on every day at work and frustrated with Design Space for Cricut and um, EQ for the Dear Jane. There's just a lot of things, for whatever reason, in January, I got a brick wall that I hit being frustrated and lack of confidence. So maybe the February fresh start, fresh look will be great. And going with the themes of the new moon, when I looked it up, what is uh, February 1st is the lunar new year. And some cultures, um, China celebrates their new year. Like, great, this would be a great opportunity for me to start fresh and start new. The new moon, um, to recap, was about innovation and independence. So I'm pretty excited about that is also my journaling theme. Our anniversary is in February and we will have been married 36 years. I think is right if my math is correct. And I have a four-day weekend. 
in February over President's Day. So there's lots of exciting things, time off. And then my husband and I are also planning a, like about a week or maybe a little less um, on our spring break vacation in April to Gettysburg, I think. We've talked about New Orleans. We've talked about going out west. But I think Gettysburg is doable in the shorter amount of time that we have. We've been there before, so we've been to the battlefield. But we want to do some of the things out in the area. And I think we'll fly there and run a car and then fly back. Because we've decided, even though my husband's a trucker and he has no problems driving that, we only have about six days, I think, for this trip. And flying, we can still do the things we want to do and not lose so much time by driving. And you're not really saving any money. And the turnpikes are expensive, gas is expensive, and all those people on the cars are driving me to an anxiety panic attack. Do you remember that trip through the Allegheny Tunnel in 33 degree weather with the rain that happened last fall? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> So that is what I have been up to, the things that I'm excited about. And if you want to join me on a Triple Irish Chain, you can join the My Creative Corner 3 Facebook group. I'm just going to be um, talking about my progress. And there is a link in one of my posts there to the free pattern that I found. Um, I had to ask permission from her to print it off. So I'll, if, you, if you're interested in that, it's on the group. Um, there's also going to be some Dear Jane progress there. I blog once a week on mycreativecorner3.com, doing Saturday morning coffee and talking about different things that have been happening. And so you can also find me there. But I would love to hear um, what you've been doing this January in the comment section of the show notes on my website. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can always buy me a virtual cup of coffee at Kofi.com. Thank you everyone for your support. I want to thank Barb and Gail and Diane who have been faithful in buying me those coffees every month. I thank you so much. You guys have a most wonderful week and I hope that you are as excited about February as I am. And take time for yourself. Do some self-care. Quilt, craft, and be creative. Quilt on, everyone. 